What's going on, guys? Welcome to the CEO Hot Seat. Today, we got a special guest, Hunter Ballou. Hunter, how you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. How are you guys? Good morning. Doing good. Glad to have you here. Um, so a little bit about what you do. You do roofing.com, which, you know, you, is, you're doing franchise now, right? Where you're acquiring roofing companies. Yes, we have a partner way. program. That a lot of people think it's a franchise, but it's, it's just a partner program. Like so a, they pay us a monthly fee yeah. to be a part of it. Okay, yeah. cool. And then you do RoofCon, which is the biggest roofing industry conference. Second biggest. Second? Second Who's biggest, the first? Yeah. It's a company called IRE, okay. International Roofing Expo. Yeah, they, they got us beat right now, but we're coming. They've been doing it a lot longer, like 30 years. Oh, wow. Another year or two, you'll be the biggest. Yeah, we'll um, see. And then you also, Cornerstone Construction, Rep Card. I mean, what else do you do, man? <laughs> yeah, Revolt. Revolt, revolt yeah. yeah. The Revolt how, how against average. Yeah, how to just wrote a book, right? Yeah, I wrote a book. You wrote uh, a book. Did the audio book in this studio with nice. my man Ken. Nice. Let me crush it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of shit. <laughs> and, uh, uh, just like personal conversations we've had, you're getting into like acquisitions and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. We're in the process of closing a deal right now. Yeah, nice. a local deal. So pretty excited about that. Nice. And then, so you started, you started with Cornerstone though. That was like the main staple into like your entrepreneur journey, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was, uh, in the Marine Corps, you know, straight out of high school. Then oh, I went wow. to the fire department, did the fire fire department and, uh, worked as an EMT for five years full time. And just while I was there, you know, I, I wanted to make more money. For I sure. kept telling people over and over, I've, I've probably said this thousands of times, I'm going to be a millionaire by 30. I'm going to be a millionaire <laughs> by 30. <laughs> Um, and I was just kind of beating that to my head. It's really before I even knew what affirmations were. I yeah. just kind of naturally was like telling people, I'm going to be a millionaire by 30. And I realized pretty quickly at the fire department that uh, $708 every two weeks was not going to make Oof. me a millionaire by 30. Millionaire by 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was Shit. making like 24 grand a year or something, 24 or five, something like that. And so I started a couple side businesses. The first one I ever started was Upstate Hauling and Delivery, a oh, yeah, moving company. Right. Yeah, yeah. About that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go back and I look at the uh, the logo that I was so proud of, and now I cringe. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I had freaking <laughs> magnets made for my truck, the American flag in the palmetto <laughs> tree. Like, it was so bad. But, man, I made, I made good money. Like, yeah. I was making more money doing that than I was at the fire department. And uh, so, so pretty quickly, I realized that the fire department was not going to be somewhere that I was going to retire. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I gave it my all and I enjoyed it. And I honestly, like, I really credit the fire department. I was just telling Mags like two weeks ago that uh, if I was going to ever try to not push my son into something, but, you know, kind of guide him into something, I would honestly lead him more towards a fire department than I would the Marine Corps or anything else. Um, just. Wow. It just teaches you so much. It gives you perspective because you see so many people, you know. In a bad situation. Bad situation, lose their life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it really makes you good under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so like all this business stuff, a tough month, lose a million dollars on an event. Like, don't get me wrong. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. I'm stressing. That's why I'm thinning. My hair's thinning. I've got some gray. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it ain't nothing compared to some of the stuff you see the fire department. Sure. So that's surprising yeah. compared to the Marine Corps. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a good ride. Finally left the fire department end of 2015 and we started a marketing company originally. That's, that's what we did say, when we yeah. left. Yeah. And our, some of our first clients were roofers. So I got this broad idea to start Cornerstone Construction as a case study. That's what it started as, was just a case study. And uh, in 2017, we started May 24th of 2017. So we just hit six years. Wow. 
and uh, grew that for a few years and sold it and then bought it back and running with it again. Now we're doing some other pretty cool stuff. Nice. That's pretty crazy. That's a pretty crazy story. The kids were. You have multiple branches with Cornerstone, don't you? Yeah, they here in Little Rock. And then we do some stuff like remote. We don't have an actual office like in Charleston Stone chasing a little bit. Charlotte. Yeah. 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 We we don't we we try to stay away from that unless it's within distance, you For know, sure. that we can serve them well. And then we have some other companies that we kind of partner with, yeah. um, working through a roll up. So that's been it's been fun. So Cornerstone has been voted a few years in a row is like the best place to work, right? Like, yeah. so you're really big on like culture at work and um, how to maintain like good employment and good retention and stuff like that. What's some like tricks and, and secrets that you've found through the years on how to maintain culture? Yeah, I think the main thing that I, I tell folks all the time, I just had this conversation this, this weekend with someone is that you really got to figure out what the individual wants yeah. and not focus so much on the company's goal. For sure. You know, for like us as business owners, it's easy to say, hey, we want to do $10 million this year. We want to do $100 million this year, whatever that number is. Yeah. But how is the individual team member going to feel inspired by that? Because what does $100 million mean for them? It doesn't change their salary. It doesn't yeah. change what they make every week. So a couple of things. Number one how does that help them improve their lifestyle and, and accomplish their dreams and their goals? Like yeah. how, how does their lifestyle, their dreams, their goals fit into your plan? And you got to figure that out for every single person. Absolutely. Uh, so we, we go through all kinds of exercises <clears throat> that we've created through the years. And you've been a part of the Revolt X retreats and seen some of those with Fulfillment 50 and the Six Bricks and Lasting Legacy and Defined and just stuff we've created through the years of doing 50 events at this yeah. point um, and, and just working with them to figure out what drives them, what motivates them, what, what's the reason they get up and they push so hard early in the morning, late at night, on the weekends. Um, and, and what are the consequences for them if they don't achieve their goals, right? Yeah. Like what's that, that pain point that if they don't do it, well, now they got to leave their kid in public, public school and they can't send them to private school because that's really a goal for them. So figuring that out so, so that you can push them. And then secondly, a big one I talk about, and you saw this at Revoltex, is um, having a common mission inside of your business. Yeah. And so in 2020, January of 2020, we took our team out of Salt Lake City. We just did like a big retreat, and we sat like a bunch of kids, elementary kids, Indian style on the floor in a circle. And we, we just pulled the room like, what do we care about individually? a need in the community that we want to serve as a group. And the three things that, that came up were homeless people, veterans, and underprivileged kids. And so we leaned towards underprivileged kids. We kind of decided as a group right there that that was going to be our focus was to serve underprivileged kids in the communities that we serve. Because so that's what we did. We started a nonprofit called Cornerstone Kids, uh, created a program called Life 101. Where we bring in different speakers to talk about fitness and the importance of you know, we talk about addiction. We talk about yeah. balancing a bank account, building credit, how to change a tire on a truck, just some things that they're not learning in school. And if they don't have parents, and usually, you know, these are underprivileged kids, they don't have a dad around. So yeah. they're not learning that. And most kids aren't learning that with a dad around, if we're being honest, you know. So yeah. uh, we're just trying to teach them some basic stuff. Our, our probably coolest story, one of the things we uh, love to talk about when we talk about common mission and Cornerstone Kids is in 2020, so right after I launched this, this was January that we launched Cornerstone Kids, uh, COVID 
hits, right? Yeah. And all the schools are shutting everything down. And so they shut the proms down. And I see this lady that I knew I went to church with her up in TR. She posted about trying to host their own prom for Travelers Rest High School, which is my alma mater. So I was like, ah, this is a pretty cool opportunity. You know, we could like throw the prom for them, pay for it, pay for a DJ, get some door prizes, get the venue, all that stuff. Probably cost us five, 10 grand. That'd be cool. So we agree to do it. And naturally all the moms, the PTA moms just like flock to Facebook and they start talking about, oh my gosh, Cornerstone Construction is doing this and da, 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 da. And the next thing we know, man, our office phone is getting blown up <laughs> with other schools wanting us to do the same thing. So we ended up doing 12 proms wow. in 2020. That's insane. Yeah, That's it was awesome. super cool, man. We like worked out a deal with the venue up in Traveler's Rest Worked out a deal with the DJ, bought a bunch of door prizes at a discount. Like, it was super cool. But why it was super cool is it's not even about the impact it made on the kids. Like, that, that's cool. And, and I know for a fact we have landed jobs because of us doing that. Because my guys have said when they've gone to a house for an appointment, the people are like, yeah, you threw the prom for my kids. So I know that we've gotten a return. It cost us like 40 grand to do that. But the cool part was, our team got to see that we actually care. Yeah. It ain't just, hey, we care. We're giving back to the community. We're serving kids. Work really hard so we can make some extra money and Hunter and Walker can put it in their pocket. It ain't that. They actually get to see it with their own eyes that we're making a difference. Yeah. When we do Life 101, when we do the summer bash, when we do, you know, the the proms, like that is the cool part. Yeah, that is really cool. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I think it's super important to have your team bought in on a mission. Um, We kind of do something similar. You always, <clears throat> your big proponent is like legacy. Like you want to leave a legacy and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's to lead millions to impact billions. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I want to develop millions of leaders that go and impact billions of lives. Yeah. And is that where kind of like revolt and like RoofCon and all that good stuff comes into play and like to tie in and, and make your mission successful? Yeah. With kind of the the three R's, I call it roofing.com and revolt and RoofCon. The, the core values are the same. It's integrity, leadership, legacy. So what we tell people is we're looking for high integrity individuals who want to develop as leaders and secure a legacy they're proud of. And I, awesome. I say that over and over and over and over and like that. That's what we want to do. That's what we're trying to do. And for me personally, we talk about our life mission when we do the, the exercise uh, lasting legacy. And then we have a new one now. I don't think you've seen it. I just dropped this like six months ago. It's called Defined, where we help you boil down your lasting legacy, that the eulogy that you write, yeah. into a one-liner that is oh, your wow. life mission statement. And that's where we help you come up with something like mine that is, you know, developing millions of leaders that impact billions of lives. That's wow. really cool. And it's really good to see something like in the roofing industry, it's like any, well, especially anything in the construction industry, right? Like it's got a bad rep um, as far as like, you know, crackheads or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Especially roofing. Yeah, um, yeah roofing's yeah. rough, man. I uh, think it is. To, but to see, like, such a change in, like, how you operate and run yours and, like, your passion for the roofing industry to, like, give it a better name um, is really cool to see. And I was just kind of curious, like, what sparked that? Was it just, like, you saw a need or it's just you as a person? So anything you did, you were going to bring that level intensity to? Yeah. Yeah. We have a video called Why Cornerstone where I kind of talk about it exactly that. Like from a young age, man, like 
I've always wanted to be the best in everything I do. Yeah. You know, going in the Marine Corps, go to the fire department, Playing the PT test. Yeah, PT. <laughs> I mean, you saw me. How many times I lay out on the concrete floor playing pickleball? Your shirt was like you. I think you were wearing the same black, exact shirt. Bro, it was yeah, just black. yeah. I probably had to throw that one away. Like, <laughs> I'm there to win. Like if we're me keeping too, score, yeah. I don't care if it's my four year old. I will. I play to win for sure. And uh, I think that just translates into any business, like, even yeah. at the fire department, man. Like I remember back to the fire department, um, cleaning toilets, like being the brand new guy, like one of my favorite verses, not to get all like, you know, weird or whatever, but is Colossians three twenty three do, do all things enthusiastically as if done for the Lord. Like, everything you do even sweeping the floors even cleaning the toilets like do it with everything you got for sure um and so i, I try to live by that and not that i always do it there's yeah. plenty of times i fall short but i try to remember that it's a great it's mentality awesome. to have it really is staying positive and staying motivated on everything you do is just amazing so when did you really um uh take so you said you started the cornerstone as like a marketing project so when did you take that and actually realize okay screw it as a marketing podcast yeah, yeah, keep yeah. going you know no, that's a great question uh because it was a funky two years there because i started it may of 2017 you know i hired some people we started doing okay we probably did like a million that first year that second year 2018 did like two million and then in the summer of 2018 I left for like a month. I got a call. I, I went to this conference in early 2018 and uh, I, I met a dude there that was a roofer up north and we just stayed connected. He reached out to me because I was still doing marketing. He asked me for a new website, built him a website. He paid me. Well, then he called me and it, it was weird because like, I, it's never like I acted like I was good at sales or sales management or anything. I, I feel like I'm pretty good naturally at sales, uh, but he just randomly reached out to me. It was like, june 25th or something of 2018 and it's like 11 o'clock at night and he's like hey man uh we just got a massive storm up here is there any way you'd come up and just kind of consult us for a week whatever and help us out so i was like yeah when do you want me to come he's like as soon as you can the storm just hit like it's fresh and i want to <laughs> i want to crush it and he was in a small little town like a couple yeah. thousand people middle of nowhere iowa and so i'm like yeah i can come up there so i, I literally leave like uh, probably within 48 hours go up there and I'm set to leave on a Sunday or on a Monday and it's Sunday night. I'm sitting at his house and I'm like, yeah, man, it's been a good time. And he's like, what would it take for you to stay for the entire month of July? I'm like, dude, like <laughs> my wife is pregnant at the time yeah, when I first get Turner. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, I, it's, it's going to have to take a lot, yeah. like a lot. And I, I got a lot. It was, it was really good. It was the most money I'd ever made in a month. Um, so I stayed the entire month of July and I came back and I was like, damn, like if I can help that dude make that much money in roofing, I can make that much money in roofing. For sure. I, I sold, I was kind of more so focused on sales management, helping his team and processes and all that. But I still individually in that month sold, I think it was 82 roofs. Wow. And I had month? nothing else to do, right? Like I'm in the middle of nowhere yeah. and, and not to take all the credit because he had a, a great brand. It was a small town. Everybody knew him. He had been there since the nineties. Uh, so that helped me a ton. My wife ended up coming up for the last couple of weeks. Uh, my brother came up there and helped out, but like, you know, we alone, I alone, me and my wife, she helped me on the back end stuff, I had a million dollar month for him. Yeah. And so we we're like, dang, like, how do we do this at Cornerstone? How do, how do we make it more sure. of a legit company? And so we came back and I hired a kid um, and he was like, man, 
I'm used to door knocking at my other place. Do you care if I door knock for you at Cornerstone? I was like, we don't do door knocking. We're only digital marketing because I was used to marketing. Yeah. And I kind of felt like, oh, you know, door knocking stupid. He's like, what well, do you care? Like, I'm, I'm just used to it. Like, when I don't have leads from you, can I door knock? And I was like, I guess I don't care. Like, if you want to do it. And his first month, he sold 250 grand. I was like, okay, we're going to figure yes. out how to door knock. Door, door knocking now. All right. <laughs> we're going to figure it out. We're gonna I mean, it, it works. Yeah. It's like cold calling it. But it's work. funny, man. Like the roofing industry, I, I used to feel like you were such a bother if you knocked on somebody's door. Like yeah. I hated it. It was but like now, the like, coming to your door. Yeah. It, even it, worse. It, is, it, it can be roofing. super annoying. And some people are not receptive to it at all. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like there's so many people that don't know they have Hell damage yeah. or wind damage, you and you're, you really nothing. are doing them a service. You're doing Absolutely. them a favor, yeah. and we're really, really good. This is something that I feel like Cornerstone's as good as anyone about. Is we're not going to BS you and try to call in a claim that's not legit. Like For we're sure. only going to call in the claim if we feel 100 percent sure it's going to get approved. Now, does that mean they always approve it? No, because they're the insurance company and they're trying to save money. Yeah. But we have so many relationships with insurance agencies where they send us clients because they know we're going to do the right thing. For sure. And one out of four, we're going to say, hey, you don't have enough damage. You yeah. know, we're just not going to send it in. And you have your homeowners. Some of them are like, well, I pay my premium every month. I'm filing the claim anyways. We're like, okay, well, we'll come back and Good do luck, the adjustment yeah. in case. Yeah. Because I've seen some that don't deserve to get approved that get approved yeah just depends on the agency so yeah i came back from uh, that consulting thing got serious and then 2019 beginning of 2019 is when i really turned it on i hired a an admin and an ops manager and a couple of sales guys to door knock at the end of 2018 and then january of 2019 is when i, I started building six figure blueprint which is a training platform that now like there's probably hundreds of companies across the u.s that use it wow um yeah. and, and that really helped us take off where'd you get That's all the awesome. education for all this processes and stuff i mean did you learn from the marine corps or like, yeah no i mean <laughs> i heard I from mean, russell davis it was just like conference after conference after yeah conference. man <laughs> so many events so many coaches so many consultants so just constantly like, downloading information dude i've spent well into seven figures at this point and to just invest in into it's amazing you've been companies. able to capitalize on that because like i mean it's not a degree it's not something that you can really attest to and put on a resume right it's just conferences and knowledge that you have in your own head but yeah. being able to prove to people that you were able to you know use it and and make it worth their time to pay you to come out and do it that's pretty cool you yeah know? i appreciate that man yeah, yeah I, I think a lot of it too is the team, you know, like yeah. just finding the right team. Cause I'm not the best at sales. I'm certainly not the best at roofing. I jokingly, but seriously tell people all the time, like, I still don't really know anything about roofing. Yeah. yeah. You know, like joke. I know the basics, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I don't really know that much about roofing. Not a it's just finding roofing. the right people. Yeah. You know, I mess people with Diego like, all the time. I'm like, man, most roofers I know can't <laughs> fucking roof. So <laughs> no. I think that's really important uh in a leader is to, like we were talking on the last episode, it's like letting people outshine you as a leader yeah. and like being okay with it. And like I think that's very crucial to scaling your business, right? Like, cause I'm not I'm not smart. I'm not smart by any means necessary, but I'm really good at putting people around me that are smarter than yeah. me that can really carry me. I think me. in the macro, you know, like I'm really good at that. Yeah. But in the the micro, like in those small moments when someone has another idea, I, I might get a little defensive. Might yeah. it might catch up to me. It, it takes sure. me, you know, stepping back, going to my office, and be like, okay, I didn't handle that right. You yeah. know, like maybe that does make more sense. Or going home at night and thinking, okay, well, the team probably 
has a better idea than me because they're the ones working inside the business every yeah. single day. Like yeah, absolutely. at this point, it, it's me kind of helping wherever they need me on the sure. businesses. Um, so really they have a better idea than me. Diego, like perfect example with the roof gun. Like he freaking crushes roof gun. I really like just completely stay out of his way. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what do yeah. you mean? I, I send him a scorecard every Tuesday for him and our, our finance manager. They send me the scorecard with like all the lead count, our sales, cash on hand, AR, stuff like that. And then I sent another one just to him, not the finance manager, just to him with questions, five questions. And a couple of the questions are, what's your number one concern right now in the business? Like, what are you worried about? And can I help with that? Number two is, um, what's the number one thing you need me to get done right now? Yeah. What, what can I do to help you? Um, and, and some weeks, like last week, Diego said nothing. Like, I don't need anything from you. Sometimes nice. it's, hey, can you connect with this guy? Because I know you have a relationship and we're trying to sell his company into uh, a vendor spot. Um, another one is, what are you most excited about right now? Like, I want to know, what are they excited about? Each of the presidents of the company, you know, because yeah. we have Walker at Cornerstone and Diego at RoofCon and Brad at RepCard and uh, Marcus is roofing.com and Michael is revolt. So there's someone in place for each of the companies and it's just me helping them when they need it. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great that you've been able to get to that position so quickly as well. I find myself too being like, uh, especially in the beginning, something I'm working on really. It's like my m- emotional reaction, like in situations that are not my ideas. Like somebody's like, oh, I think it'd be a great idea to work from home for two days a week. And I'm like, absolutely fucking not <laughs> fuck that you're coming right. to the office i right. pay you and then i'll like sit back and i'll think i'm like all right well come back in here we'll talk yeah, about it maybe yeah. we'll go over some details or whatever been there brother uh, been there. it's so tough though I, i'm it a is. big office guy just because of the culture piece but i also understand like nowadays people enjoy working from home a lot yeah, which yeah it's, is, changed. it's a it's a Times are changing. We, we really just kind of try to let them operate with the autonomy though man like if you need off just take off like we don't yeah we don't track time off we don't do anything like that it's not like you get hired like hey you got x amount of vacation yeah. days yeah and maybe that's not the right thing that's just how i've always operated um no, even with like your salary positions that's yeah kind of i just kind of trust them to respect it and if they don't be, respect though. it they know that we're gonna notice it right yeah. like if they take yeah. advantage of it yeah. you know like brent Got a call from his girlfriend last week, one of our sales guys at RoofCon. He's like, hey, man, she asked if I wanted to go to Mexico next week. Yeah, dude, go. Like, I don't yeah. care. Like, you're doing your job. Yeah. You're getting your stuff done. I don't I don't care. As long as you're performing and then there's a way to handle it. I've, I've always kind of – I think that changed a lot in my company. It was like in the beginning I kind of came up with this construction background. So it was like if you don't show up or if you're calling out all the time, I don't have any, I don't have any like, compassion towards it. And then I had to like really – change that you know and really relearn no i don't want i don't want people to just quit because i'm letting them go because they got to go bring their girlfriend lunch or something like that like it shouldn't be like that so i started changing that and then i realized like now i have guys that stayed with me for six seven years plus and kind of have a little bit of better feeling for how like if they need to take off they're not worried about it they can just ask they just tell the admin they don't need to worry about getting it approved and stuff like that it's just made a better life for them because they're not looking for something else, you know, and I, I like that. I, I, it's it's a better way to be a boss and more compassionate yeah. towards them personally, like you said, you know. At what point do you think, like, you cross the line, though, as being too compassionate? Sure. Right, because I think there's a such thing. Yeah. No, that's a, a great question, too. Um, you know, a, a big piece of our organizations is accountability. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you got to hold people accountable. Yeah. Um, we talked about, 
the targets, setting targets at the beginning and figuring out the reasons, figure out the consequence if they don't hit it. The second part of that is the accountability. Yeah. You know, cause if, if there's not someone to hold them to it, they're probably not going to take the action needed to win. Like you can For equip sure. them to win. Like I just talked about a six figure blueprint. So our guys come in, we show you how to make six figures in the roofing industry. We're going to give you all the tools, all the training, all the technology you need to make six figures. That's our promise to them. Yeah. And it's proven we've done it with other people. So you can do it too, but you got to provide the work ethic. So on the back end of that, us holding them accountable and, and it's really hard as you grow the organization like us at this point, you know, we got a, a lot of people on the teams and I can't have a personal relationship with every single person. Yeah, I can't yeah. know every wife's name. I can't know every kid's name, go to every birthday party. I wish I could. Like I, I'm a people person. I enjoy getting to know the team and I enjoy making them family, but it just ain't realistic anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's empowering the other leaders within your team to hold them accountable. And so we do group chats for everything. I heard you guys talking about Facebook messenger in the yeah. uh, earlier podcast. <laughs> like, dude, I'm a, Facebook Messenger junkie, yeah, you know, like uh, everybody on the team's like, damn it, honor another Facebook Messenger group. I'm like, yep, mine just gets uh, flooded all the time. I miss them. I'm like, yeah, oh, dude. Fuck. Yeah, I'm always on Facebook Messenger, and then you know the team uses Slack and some automations yeah. and stuff too. But you know, as a group, and when you empower more leaders inside your organization, you're able to hold the entire team accountable. But when you figure out what those goals are, you talk about being compassionate, too compassionate. You figure out what those goals are. Now it's just like a conversation of, hey, I'm not mad at you because you're not helping Swamp Rabbit hit their goals. I'm mad at you because you're not hitting your goals. You yeah. said you wanted to get your wife a new ring. You said you wanted to take your wife to Cancun because you haven't been on a vacation in seven years. You're not doing the stuff that needs to be done for you to accomplish that goal. So are you serious about it or not? Because yeah. you're slacking ass and I'm your friend. I'm not just your boss. I'm your friend. You can ask Diego, great story there of accountability. Like when he was going through all that weight loss stuff and he came to our last member retreat like a month ago and was talking about how it just felt like a lot of pressure because there was so much accountability between me and primarily Albert was the other person holding yeah. him accountable. But we care that much. Like For we sure. want to see them hit their health goals and their wealth goals and their relationship goals. And that's the six bricks that we talk about. Well, you're just holding people to a standard. Like if you make a commitment, then you got to fucking all do it. areas of yeah. life. Yeah. Though. Not but it's just, nice that you're not making it a business. personal standard to them. So it's a better conversation than be like, you're just not performing for my company. You're, you're not performing for yourself. How can I help you get there? It's more compassionate. They see that. They realize that hopefully in themselves that they can, okay, I'm not performing for myself and maybe I can do something about it. I think it's a better conversation than, hey, you're not making us money this this month. We got to talk. You know, that's, yeah. that's a lot better of a conversation. I like that a lot. Yeah. It makes me think about some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. We just had the team go through last week and uh, do 12 life goals. Uh, so like the six bricks that we teach, I'm, I'm writing another book right now called The Six Bricks. Ken's going to help me do the audio book, hopefully be out next year. Um, but the six bricks are health, wealth, faith, growth, personal growth, yeah. relationships, and legacy. As so we have them write two for each of those, yeah. so 12 total, just so we know exactly what they want to accomplish in each area of life. Because ultimately, if they're moving towards those goals and they're accomplishing those goals, they're really going to, it's really going to help them secure the legacy they say they want, you know, yeah. like in life, we can, we can set goals and we can accomplish them and they can be weak goals, or we can set goals that are hard stretch goals that are going to make a difference and make us a new person and level yeah. up every single year.
Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. I think that it, like your point exactly is like it, it makes a difference in like what kind of goal you're setting. Are you setting like, hey, I want to wake up and brush my teeth or, hey, I want to get up and go to the gym and read and yeah. better myself. 